0: One hour of airtime. How are we going to get it all in? Let's go! One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. All hey, right, let's go! here they are scott and mike
1: In the NFL. Hello, everybody. I am Scott Atkins, Team Legacy, in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, Red versus Blue, bringing you the heat and all the action in the high-stakes world of fantasy football. That's what we do. As always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandon, Burke, Kentucky, Mike Trent and Mikey. Uh, you know, there's a pickup. Everybody was on this week, and I'm going to surprise you and spring this on you. But uh, there's a lot of folks on Keenan Burton this week as a sneaky little pickup. And you, being from Kentucky and an avid Kentucky fan, can you tell us a little about Keenan Burton?
2: Yeah, it looks like uh, everybody's on Keenan Burton, uh, St. Louis being uh, at San Francisco, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I don't think it's that huge of a thing because uh, San Francisco, they're coming off of a huge loss, and this is a chance for uh, San Francisco to make amends. And so... Keenan Burden, I don't think it's think of a pickup, and I wouldn't make uh, I wouldn't make a big thing about it.
1: Well, after the injury to Lawrence Robinson, uh, who was looking good and was getting a lot of attention, the the way Avery's looked so far to start the season has not been impressive by any means. And uh, you never know; uh, it's not always about the offense. It's about who's utilized in the offense, and uh, they don't have much else to go on. Stephen Jackson just now getting going, so. Maybe Keenan Burton is that type of player. We'll have to watch him this week and see what happens. He's got a, you know, a matchup there that uh, they they could uh, get a lot of see a lot of Keenan Burton this week. So we'll find out. But Mike, uh, I'm looking at all these games from last week. I'm looking at the injury report this week. There's story after story. I guess the biggest story of last week just to get us rolled into week four. Because I'm not a, a big look back kind of guy. I want to talk about what's going to happen this week, but. I think we need to look back a little bit. Brett Favre and the magic strikes again. That's a that was a big game, a huge game for San Fran. They pretty much controlled that game from beginning to end, and then that's in Minnesota. That's a big game for them, and to see Brett Favre strike magic at the end of the game,
2: that, yeah. that
1: was pretty exciting.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, it, it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's almost ironic. I mean, he throws the ball off his left foot and has no idea where the ball is going, but, uh, you know, it goes in the receiver's hands, makes a reception, touchdown, and Brett Favre is feeling like, hey, man, I'm I'm a champion. And he makes plays. Brett Favre makes plays. And I don't know what's going to happen against uh, Green Bay, but uh, I guarantee you one thing, he's going to make a play.
1: You know, and, and the interesting story, the side story behind that was Percy Harvin. You know, he was out there, and he comes out after two plays uh, there at the end saying he's winded for that last play of the game. He comes out and he says, I'm like, man, you're 20, 22 years old, right? How can you be winded? Get back out there. But he gets winded, and, he, and Greg Lewis comes in and then makes the play, and it's like, I just—it just blows my mind that, that 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 you know a kid like that could be winded on the last play of the game and have to come out. They wanted him to keep him in there, and he just uh, well, he I refused. Think, you
2: you know honestly, Scott, I think that uh, some of these younger uh, receivers, tight ends, what have you, uh, they're gonna—they've uh, learned—they learned a lesson on that play right there because it's like, wow, I could have made that play if I would have been there, but they weren't there, and Greg Lewis was there. Greg Lewis made it happen. Brett Favre made it happen. So, you know, opportunity is there. If it, You know, in the NFL, it, you've got to be there to grab that opportunity. I don't believe in luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. That's
1: the truth. And uh, I think we kind of got a little ahead of ourselves. Mike, I, I I get excited when this show gets going. We've got a lot to cover. But the chat room at Red vs. Blue is jam-packed again. Uh, the crew from Red vs. Blue is here. Two Packer Billy Waz. Uh, Chad Cocktails and Dream is here, uh, the champ of the FFPC last year. Daydrinker Josh from uh, the Daydrinker Decisions is here. Garbage Points, uh, John R.C. Techie Shot Caller Lance, the sports betting man, is here. Uh, Prognosticator is here, UFFC Walkie Wayne, Leroy's Aces. They keep uh, pouring in, Mike. Matter of fact, the show last week was fantastic. We had Russ Steele on, the number one player in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Our guy is still up at the top. It's nice to see Russ still up there looking good. His lineup decisions went pretty well. And uh, he's still number one. This week, we have a guest that is just going to absolutely blow your mind. And and I'll tell you, I, I...
2: The numbers are awesome. Yeah.
1: Mikey, did you lose me?
2: Yeah, I lost you for a second, are you there?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you when you have uh when you live in Indianapolis. But uh sorry, did you, I don't know if you took over, but I was talking about Wayne Ellis of Evansville, Indiana. Oh, okay. And this star these first three weeks, man, has been absolutely incredible. Uh the first three weeks he is number one overall. Number two overall and number two overall in three, the biggest three high-stakes events in all the country. Uh, Mike, we always talk about how great it would be and a dream it would be to win one of these things. What, is it even thinkable that you, somebody could win the Triple Crown? I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves wow. only week three, but this is an unbelievable start. And wait till you see these teams, Mike. They're all different. There was no standard drafting, uh, you know, lineup here where you, you've got a couple of guys that are hot. Wayne has done it with just solid drafting across the board. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing of beauty, and we're going to talk to Wayne here later in later in the hour, uh, and talk about his team, his lineups, and what we might be able to learn um, from his from his drafts that he's that he's yeah, had over I, the last month.
2: You know, I I'd love it, Scott. I mean, because uh, it's obvious because he's been what. Top two, one or two, three, like you said, and in, uh, in a lot of leagues, and uh, there's a lot to learn from. And like uh, uh, there's different different angles that he takes and different uh, moves that he makes. So different well, angles that he takes, different moves that he makes.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna break it all down. You're gonna love it. Uh, we've got we're gonna try to help him and get the red versus blue crew involved in his decisions because this is such a great start. We want to get him. Uh, as much help as we can. Let me get right and to, before we get to, go ahead, Mike.
2: Yeah, one other thing. Uh, this is a crucial week because this is the first week of bye weeks. So you we go. got to exactly. take that into consideration as we go yeah, through. First,
1: so. first week of bye weeks, I had Philly defense in a couple of leagues. I, uh, you know, And you, you're like, okay, do I drop Philly D? Well, the answer is no. You don't drop Philly D. You just keep going and, and keep rolling. And, and try to find another guy to drop uh, for, a, for a defense to get you through this week. They've looked too good. Uh, we, we need to keep Philly D on the squad. In another league I had, Tony Gonzalez, didn't really have a backup for him. And, and I know a lot of teams back keep you know back up their, their players, and I'm just not a big backup guy. I like to kind of try to strike gold on a couple of those picks and, and weather the, the storm of the bye week for that tight end and defense and the kicker spots. Uh, that's just me, but uh, I know everybody has a little bit of a different strategy. Sometimes it burns you. Uh, This week I had to find somebody for Tony Gonzalez, and, you know, I don't know. Um, Mike, who was the most targeted Buffalo Bill last week? Just a quick trivia question. Who was the most targeted Buffalo Bill? Uh, Let's see if we have any answers in the chat room here. First answer. Mm -hmm. Let's see. No answers in the chat room. The most targeted Buffalo Bill last week. I'd give you three guesses. That's right. You think uh, Lee Evans, you think Terrell Owens, you think Josh Reed.
2: Josh you Reed. You think
1: Fred Jackson, maybe?
2: Nope. Josh it's Reed. None of
1: those guys. It's Derek Fine, Mike. Derek Fine. Wow. Nine, uh, the tight end, nine targets for 34 yards. Uh, and it was spread throughout the game. It wasn't uh, back and forth. It was all throughout the game. Uh, the Bills offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, he said Thursday, Mike,
2: U.K. grad, by the way.
1: He said, "Had Derek Fine been healthy, he would have started the season opener. Okay, if he was if he was healthy week one, he would have started the, the season opener. And uh, you know this Sean Nelson kid is is there. They drafted him, but, but Fine is healthy. And so I had to pick up a Derek Fine in the league. And luckily, I snagged him up. I'm going to give him a shot this week. See what happens. I don't know. I mean, that give was him a and see what happens." Yeah, it was against yep. New Orleans. I don't know, but he, he, it sounds like Fines going to line up as a starter. But when you don't draft a backup in the draft, you have to grab something. Uh, and well, uh, he, w- w-
2: yep. when you're you're talking about Buffalo, uh, Buffalo is hard to figure out because I don't believe in Terrell Owens. Uh, Terrell Owens to me is, you know, here I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and probably eat eat my words, but uh, I mean he stinks. And, I mean, he absolutely stinks because of Trent Edwards. Trent Edwards is not that good, and so there's a lot of things. Doesn't uh, have to rely on the run. Fred, going
1: have fun? I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to uh, talk about it too much. But real quick, interesting tidbit: the Bills have targeted the tight end at least eight times in all three games. So, quick, quick little tidbit. But, but Mike, so much, so much to talk about. Here are the quarterbacks that are that are. On the injury report this week, Seattle's uh Matt Hasselback, he's doubtful with the ribs, he's got Seneca Wallace filling in. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Troy Smith, that wouldn't be a problem. St. Louis questionable, Mark Bolger with the right soldier uh the shoulder has not practiced. And it sounds to me like uh, you know, since he didn't practice on Friday, you're gonna see
2: uh, Kyle
1: yeah, Kyle Bowler in there. We'll we'll see yeah. what happens and how they hook up. We'll talk about that later. Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback Byron Lefferts, obviously he's he's out and or he's questionable. He's already been demoted. Uh, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady's probable with the right shoulder. We kind of seen that all year, but the other injuries that are the most interesting to me, Mike, Wes Welker, questionable. He's been limited all week with this knee again and again. And Mike, there's there are some rumors floating around that this kid might be. Might be you know lost for the season with this injury they they keep testing it keep testing it doesn't seem to get better uh, this this could be huge. I, I want to talk about these injuries throughout but I, I want to run these down because I know we don't have a lot of time tonight um, well I, Brent, you know go
2: ahead. I, and I know that Scott, but uh, the one thing about the uh, New England Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick he's always going to keep it under the radar about uh, those injuries this and that, but uh, it might be a good thing to keep Fred Taylor. If you have Fred Taylor, it might be a good thing to keep him because they might have to utilize the run more than they thought they would.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. I I hear you. Uh, And and the interesting thing, I think Julian Edelman will be all right. I think if you picked him up, hang on to him. Don't let that one game. I think if you – you know, he was coming off an injury too, and you could obviously see that Brady was frustrated with Edelman on a couple of drops, uh, especially one, one big drop. You saw Brady on the sideline he was mouthing something to the effect of it's just not that hard, uh, you know, and he was visibly upset by that. But this Edelman, I think the more this rhythm starts to get worked out, this kid will be a, a Wes Welker type, probably not as talented, but he'll still get a lot of work, especially since Joey Galloway's looked absolutely horrendous. He's he's a guy you just can't come yeah, in there. Yeah,
2: I agree with uh,
1: The Browns uh, did not practice. James Davis on Friday did not practice with a shoulder. So this Jerome Harrison kid, I mean, that's pretty much all they've got in Cleveland. Jerome Harrison looks like he's going to be a starter, Mike. Um, He had 16 carries for 52 yards last week, five catches for 33. So he's getting involved in, in both sides of the game. And with the quarterback situation there, Braylon not looking good nobody else to speak of, Jerome Harrison is almost a a guy you have to put in there just because he's getting all the work. He's getting at least 20 touches a game right now. And with James Davis out, he might even get a little bit more.
2: Well, I can't do that. I can't do that. Cincinnati, they've uh, they've stepped up their defense. They've stepped up their offense. uh, They've stepped up all facets of their game. And I don't see Cleveland doing anything, especially when Pittsburgh couldn't. And yeah, well, in Cincinnati. the receptions
1: help. The receptions do help, though. I mean, if he's going to get those little dumb passes from that Brady Quinn threw, maybe Derek Anderson does the same. But I agree with you, Mike. They're the eighth best defense, and against the rush right now, Cincinnati is so Cleveland's got their work cut out for them if they're going to they're going to ground and pound.
2: I, I think Cleveland uh, more or less going uh, downfield with Derek Anderson versus the uh, dump off with uh, Brady Quinn.
1: Good job, Billy. Starting Jerome Harrison for Kevin Smith this week with Kevin Smith banged up. Uh, I think that's a smart. I think that's a smart play, uh, and, and you get you get somebody that's gonna you know be touching the ball. Um, so I, I like that with the receptions. Cowboys, full practice Friday. Mike Marion Barber with the thigh injury. He had a full practice Friday. That's a very good sign for Dallas Cowboy fans to get Marion Barber back in the lineup, especially with this brittle Felix Jones. Man, he, every game you see him get a little bit of a workload. This kid goes down. So if this is the way it's gonna be. Mike, I can understand why you need several backs on your team these days because these backs are just not that dependable. And Tashar Choice, he looks like the real deal.
2: Yeah, Tashar Choice is—he's going to is, he's gonna fill in. He—he he might have a big day this weekend. Uh, as far as Dallas goes, uh, they, they've got to uh, they got to rely on the run because Tony Romo—he's he, not going to get it done. We've already seen that. We—I it, mean, it's been proven. So, uh, but I'm not so that Marion Barber is healthy. So if you have to charge choice, might be a play. Uh,
1: let's keep looking here at the injury report. Um, we are going to be joined by Wayne Ellis here in just a few minutes um, with this remarkable season that's going on in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. The Lions, uh, again, we talked about Kevin Smith being limited with the shoulder. Uh, the Giants full practice. Hakeem Nix is back in possibly, Mike. Uh, full practice on Friday, Hakeem Nicks with the foot injury. I don't know how that's going to shake up with Mario Manningham and Steve Smith. They've been dominating. And, you know, they had, a, again, they had a decent day this past week, even with the dominational, you know, with the effort that they gave against Tampa last week. It was just such an ugly game for, for Tampa. Bradshaw and Jacobs had their way. They went for both around 100 yards and Steve Smith, even without needing the pass, still caught seven balls for 63 yards, and Mario four for 55. They were still 10-15 point days. If 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 it's a game where they're in the, in the heat of things and they have to get throwing, Steve Smith and Mario have been automatic. I wonder how uh, Hakeem Nicks fits into that equation.
2: I don't think he fits in at all, Scott. Uh, the bottom line with uh, the the New York Football Giants is. They're gonna run, run, run. They're gonna they're gonna throw in a little bit of pass because Eli has been uh he's been very effective with Steve Smith and uh Manningham and I don't <clears throat> I don't see any way that they're gonna mess up that mix of what they got going on because it's gonna be Brandon Jacobs or Bradshaw and it's gonna be Smith and Manningham. So
1: Well, I I heard that um, Hakeem Nix is probable this week now, unless uh, we do have some chat room uh, talks going on, but I I did hear a report that he is probable. Um, The Chiefs, Dwayne Bow, Mike, again, limited through Friday, questionable with this hamstring. The Chiefs absolutely got blown out by Philly. They were behind all game, okay? Now, when you think a team that gets behind all game, Mike, what do you think? They're going to throw the ball, right? Well, yeah. Castle, I mean, 14 for 18 for 90 yards. There's no vertical threat in this game with Bo out. Bradley was in there, and he went four for 28. And I saw people going hog wild over Mark Bradley, grabbing him for several hundred dollars in their bid dollars. And in these high-stakes leagues, everybody uses the blind bidding, and, and it's very interesting strategy. But we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. But everybody's going after Bradley. I'm like, look, they had a great chance to get it going this week. And, you know, four for 28, I mean <laughs> – you know, there's, 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 there was nothing vertical going on in that game for KC at all. I don't, I don't see what they're going to do without Dwayne Bow in that lineup.
2: No, I don't either. Uh, the only chance they have is Jamal Charles has a breakout game. That, yeah. that's his chance. I mean, yeah. this is, this is his time to shine. To uh, make things happen, well, I was going to make it. There you go. It happen, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a time for Jamal Charles to uh, come out and uh, catch the ball out of the backfield and uh, run through the gut and get some yards. And you know, he could be he could be a good fantasy pickup this week.
1: We got Midnight Oil in the chat room. They host their show at midnight, and uh, they'll be on directly after us on the Fantasy Sports Channel. You can you can listen to the show on. FSC.FM. That'll get you there, and it also has the live chat room. You can go there or you can come to our show page, either one. But uh, we're very happy with the Fantasy Sports Channel, Mark Ronick and those guys, and they put together a cast that you can just sit around and have it on all day. Can't wait till that stuff is streaming live in your car, Mike, so you don't even have to worry about downloading the podcast. Uh, the Jets-Saints game, it's shaping up to be the game of the wow. week Three 3-0 teams in New Orleans. There's a couple of corners that are out. Uh, they did not practice today. Leto Shepard and Donald Strickland. I'm not too worried about Shepard. I'm I'm going to miss Strickland a little bit, uh, but we we've got a couple of guys uh, in Lowry and and uh, Daryl Rivas that can really get things going. I just it's going to be one of those games where it's Rex Ryan defense against uh, uh, Sean Payton offense. And Sean, Sean Payton offense. Oh, yeah, it's going to those... be a great game. Game of the week material.
2: Well, it's a it's the second best game of the week. Uh, I have got one in my mind that I'm waiting on, but uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the Jets, New Orleans Saints. I mean, it's going to be up and down the field all day long. But can the Jets defense, you know, can they contain the likes of uh, Drew Brees, Pierre Thomas, and then then the wideouts come out? Now, I mean, I don't know. I, it's gonna to be we'll, tough.
1: We'll, we'll find out. It's gonna be a great show. Hey, I do want to talk about next week. Next week we're gonna have the Red versus Blue Satellite show. We're gonna be we're gonna be reviewing the Red versus Blue Satellite and the Red versus Blue Big Payback Satellite. Both those leagues are gonna get an in depth review. We're gonna be four weeks in, uh, you know, a third of the way home. We're gonna take a look at all those teams that are going on. We sponsored those uh, leagues this past year. We 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 uh I'm glad we're waiting to drive broadcast. for this
2: week. I'm, I I got some testing yeah. up to do. Well, <laughs> we
1: we we broadcast those drafts live as they were happening. they are going to be some fun times. We're going to we're going to go in depth with these teams and get as much as we can told about. Uh we've got five other injuries here, we're, then we're going to get Wayne Ellis on the air with us. Um the Saints, hey Mike, Mike Bell, it has, with this injury, just stay out of the, stay out of there, Mike Bell. Just keep, stay at home, with yeah. the ice on the knee. Pierre Thomas yeah. <laughs> saving my world championship season. He comes in there. I had him in my lineup last week, Mike. You're sitting there at halftime. You're you're thinking this is the worst boneheaded move you ever made. He's sitting there with zero carries. I'm like, what happened? And then all of a sudden I see Pierre in the backfield in, in the second half, and the light bulb comes on, and I just get a little bit of hope. And then this kid starts running, Mike. And he runs and he runs and he runs and he runs yep. through. He runs through the Buffalo Bills and wins that game for them single handedly. Without a couple of those runs, Mike, it would have been a bad bad day for the Saints. They would be two and one right now. Breeze was held down to 172 yards by the Buffalo Bills. It's totally unbelievable. After that torching start, well, he had. you know, I
2: I tell you what. From from what I saw, he was held down, but he understands his parameters. He was like, Okay, I can't go downfield, I can't go I, I can't go vertical the way I want to go, so let's go let's go another direction. So he started running the ball. Run running the ball. So that's a smart quarterback. Drew Brees is a very smart quarterback and he knows what can be done, whether it's five touchdowns a game or whether it's one touchdown a game and run the ball and let's win the game.
1: Sports betting man's in the chat room. He is talking all kinds of trash. you got to get in and know these guys in the chat room. These are the best of the best high stakes fantasy players in the world that are in the Red Versus Blue crew. You come on. You ask your question. They'll be happy to answer it for you, and uh, you'll, you'll get a lot of advice here. A couple more injuries. Uh, Raiders, Chaz Schilling's again, he's not practicing. It doesn't really matter if he did because they're, they're tied to Jamarcus Russell. They you know, Jamarcus Russell, Darren McFadden, and, um, you know, Darius hayward Bay. This is not bringing back images of the triplets, is it, Mike? It's just not, no. you know, no. the last three draft choices here in their top draft. The Chargers, full practice all week. This is the other big story. Ladanian Tomlinson has practiced all week long, Mike, and who knows if he's going to play. Usually it would make sense if he didn't play and then sat out the bye week, but if you're practicing all week long, good chance, that he gets in the game, and I don't know how much in the game he – but you're not happy with Darren Sproles uh, as your running back. If you've been watching the San Diego Chargers and you're a Charger fan, you're not happy with Sproles. You love the game-breaking ability, but he cannot pound it through the tackles. Uh, So LT, I think they're going to get him back in there sooner rather than later. I thought maybe he might – but if he's practicing this week, maybe we get to see LT against the Steelers. That's a big, big game for the Chargers. So –
2: well, you know, and and that's that's a very uh, that's a very tough test to uh, right away go against Pittsburgh. Yep. So, uh, yep. you know, I, that's, I'm, that's, not that's gonna into, uh, I'm not going to buy into. I'm not going to. I'm not going to start LT myself. I mean, yeah. I've got LT on uh, a couple of different leagues. I'm not going to start him right away, not against yep. Pittsburgh.
1: Yep. All right, we've got uh, the Steelers. Doubtful. Willie Parker sounds like D. Moore is going to get the start. You have to think that. Mendenhall's going to get a chance in that game as well. And against the San Diego Chargers, uh, they could do very, very well, Mike. San Diego's the 30th best. They're they're at the bottom, allowing points to running backs. They're at the very, very bottom here, 30th worst in the league. And so you've got to think that Weldy Moore, Mendenhall just might get it going. It's a very intriguing start for either one of those guys. Uh, again, Mark Bolger didn't practice. Frank Gore, I'm so sorry for all the Frank Gore owners. Now you know how it feels uh, as a Ladanian Tomlinson owner to lose your first-round pick this year. Uh, not that it makes me feel any better, but at least some other people are going through it, too, because uh, the bad thing is Frank Gore only got one carry, and I know some teams that had him did start him because he practiced, but one carry in, this guy comes out. Hopefully,
2: though, they backed him up with Glenn Coffee, and it's just a one-week problem. Well, that, that, that's what I was going to say, Scott. Uh, back last July, I was like, Rachel, did you get your coffee? Did you get your coffee? You better get your coffee. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, he's going to be he, – he's a great handcuff, and uh, in Mike Sing- Singletary's offense, he's going to work just fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chad, cocktails and dreams. Thanks for the reminder, Scott. I forgot about it. Yeah, it is something you try to forget about. Hopefully, you got Glenn Coffee. Uh, the Bucks. Derek Ward did not practice Friday. Sounds like he's going to be out this week, which means Cadillac Williams gets all the carries in that game. And uh, you know, there's just no telling. I mean, when you're when you're Tampa Bay, uh, you need everything you can you can get, and, and not having Derek Ward is going to hurt. Washington. Uh, that's a that's a team that you can uh, very likely you know run against. Uh, especially with the injury there. I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those middle-of-the-pack games, but if I had caddy, I'd I'd have to consider him. Antonio Bryant has uh, been limited all week long, uh, so that's another thing. But who knows? I mean, with your quarterback situation there, it's hard to start any of those guys. And then the skins, Mike. Here's the dreaded Clinton Portis. What's going on
2: with Clinton Portis? I need to know the skinny on Clinton Portis.
1: Well, the skinny is he did not practice on Friday with the calf injury. Uh, and if you're playing Tampa Bay, man, Tampa Bay is one of those teams that you have to get your running backs in that lineup so you can get them in there and and roll right through them. Uh, but he did not practice, so it doesn't. It's going to be one of those dreaded game time decisions for Portis. That's why you can't draft a guy. But if you have Liddell Betts, maybe you throw him in there at the at the at the
2: Thank game Thank you. Time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well we try, have...
2: I you know, I man, I, I I had a Liddell Betts before the year, and you know for this. Typical reason. You just don't know what's going to happen with Clinton Portis, and uh, but I hope he's going to be healthy because I'd rather have Clinton Portis than, than Rodell Betts, but you never know.
1: Well, Mike, we've got uh, we've got Wayne Ellis with us. Wayne, how are you? Good. I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, we are excited How's to going? have you, Wayne. Uh, Wayne, uh, uh, Mike, Wayne, uh, he asked about you today, Mike, and uh, I said, yeah, Mike will be here, so – uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to help Wayne out with his lineup decisions. Wayne Ellis, uh, living in Evansville, Indiana. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are, are you born and raised there? Where are you from?
3: I was. I'm from Evansville. I work here as a realtor.
1: Okay. Evansville, I lived there for two year, oh, about a year actually in ninety seven, ninety eight area, ninety eight, ninety nine, and uh, man, that's the flattest city there is on the planet, I think, man. It, if you like to ride your bike, I mean, easy to ride your bike or whatever, but you can see for miles, man, all around that place.
3: If you love humidity, it's the place to live. That's for sure. There you go. Well, I'll te- a little Indy. I
2: I tell you what, Wayne, I went to uh, I went to Kentucky, Kentucky Westland in Owensboro, and I spent a lot of times in at. Uh, Ellis Park and Henderson, Park. Kentucky. So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, Owensville, Henderson, Ellisville, it just kind of come on, it kind of come together. And so, uh, you know, it's nice to have you part of the show and uh, part of the community.
3: Yeah, it's a great area to live. I like it. So.
1: It is a good town. Well, Wayne, the, the real story here, listen, you play in the, all the high stakes leagues like several of us. You're in the World Championship of Fantasy Football, the Fantasy Football Players Championship and the National Fantasy Football Championship; these are the three big dogs in the, in the industry. And you have a remarkable season going on. Uh, your first overall in the National Fantasy Football Championship, the NFFC; your second overall in the WWCFF; and your second overall in FFPC. This is unheard of, man. This is unheard of. What, what, I,
3: I got to tell you,
1: me. if going into
3: this year I had been in the top ten in any one of the three, I would have been elated. <laughs> So it's just it's just unbelievable right now.
1: Oh, oh man, That's you awesome. have to be sitting there watching these overall leaderboards and just uh, beside yourself to see that these these teams are really coming together. I try to stay away from the standings because it, it 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 makes me nervous and I start doing things that I didn't because if I'm down and I'm trying to catch up and I'm like, you know, it's still early in the season. I don't. I try not to look at it too much uh, because it makes me, it, you know, it, it causes me to do other things. I don't know if you're if you're going to feel the same way or not, but. You know, maybe you play it safe, or maybe you go for the points. I try to not look at it. Have you had those same thoughts go through your head?
3: You know, it's just you know, just try to make the right decisions each week. And uh, we've been pretty lucky so far. We've hit on most of the right decisions. The uh, wide golf, we've hit a couple of bad ones, but um, it hasn't cost us too many points just yet.
1: Well, Mike, let me run down these these teams so you can hear what he has here, because a lot of times you think, you know, first, second, second. Okay, he's got Drew Brees. Drew Brees has went off. Okay, he's got Tim Hightower. You know, he's doing well. Uh, You know, he's got Reggie Wayne. Well, okay, he does have some of those guys, but when you see the makeup of these teams, they're all different. This guy came in with a strategy in in every single contest, and the draft played out differently for him in each one of these contests, and that's the most remarkable thing. And we got into this discussion on the message boards, and we said, you know, sometimes it's not about who you're drafting. Uh, well, as equally as much, it's about who you're not drafting. And, and Wayne, I think you said it best. You avoided the landmines.
3: And, you know, we got lucky in some of those. There were players we were targeting that just didn't fall to us that had we gotten them, you know, it would be a whole different story for us this year. So, you know, there's a lot of luck involved in that.
2: Well, I'm sure there's a lot of luck. But in the first three weeks, though, Wayne, uh, what's been your toughest uh, lineup decision that you had to make?
3: Oh boy! Um, you know we've uh, you know picking Shaw versus Palmer a couple of times. I've gone wrong on that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you know, a couple of teams. Really, I mean, really, it hasn't been too awfully tough. It's been pretty. Um, you know, we, we've missed a couple of times with like going with Burleson versus Julius mm-hmm. Jones. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, nothing, nothing too tough so far. I got. My, yeah. my toughest lamp decision is going to be this week in the Wyckoff because I've got so many different people to choose from and, and uh, have no idea what to do with that one yet.
2: Well, let's well, take a especially look at that one. this week when you come in to the uh, the first the first round of the buys. So that's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's take a look at that one then, uh, Wayne. Uh, we're going to look at the, the WCFF. Uh, his first six picks from the 12-hole gang, here they were. Frank Gore, Reggie Wayne, got to love that combo. Comes back with Reggie Bush, Santonio Holmes, Dallas Clark, and Leon Washington. So you know what he's got Dallas and Reggie there. Santonio uh, had a good first week. Gore's been solid the first couple of weeks. His start, his his lineup decisions this week looks pretty tough. Uh, so Wayne, why don't you go ahead and tell us about the lineup decisions you have this week, and we'll try to help you out. Yeah, please. I need it. Um, I need to pick. Two running
3: backs out of Reggie Bush, Leon Washington, Muelde Moore, and Willis McGahee.
2: McGahee okay. start.
3: <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have him in right now. Okay, uh, I well, like yeah. Leon's matchup this week. I like Muelde Moore's you know potential this week also. So have I got you had McGahee in your lineup? I had him in last week. I sat him the first two weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's hard to start him into but seeing him do this every single week it's like, okay, I'm I'll join the crowd and and Wills McGahee he's one of those players that I look at so far in the early part of this season and say, the team that has him, the teams that have him, they drafted him in what? 12th, 14th round, something like that.
3: Yeah, 13th. What 13th, 13th round here? Yes.
1: Yeah, if yeah you have 13th him, round. You, you've got you've got a starting running back that's just rolling. Through the league right now in the thirteenth round, that's the type of player that you need to hit on to to make it and win your league. Well, well
2: especially Scott with uh, two touchdowns a game. It seems like I mean he's scoring over and over and over again, and uh, I you know I I think that's a solid start there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, well, let's look at the risk here. Uh, Wilson McGahey, New England. Uh, okay, you've still got Ray Rice in the picture. It's not all. Said and done, that Ray Rice is not going to get the carries here, and in a tough game uh, against the against the Patriots, there, there's no telling what what type of uh, game situations come in. I've seen Ray Rice in there on third downs. I've seen him in there on you know complete drives. It's one of those one of those is going to be tough to gauge. But Weldy Moore, on the other hand, Faz Willie Parker's out. I don't think they're ready to give the keys over to hall yet. And with this nope. matchup, it it looks tasty. It looks tasty. Wayne, the thirtieth. Ranked defense against the run is San Diego, so it looks real tasty. Yeah,
3: I just I just wish I knew more before game time. What, is that that game's in the evening, Sunday night? Correct. Uh, we can look for you real quick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But um, but anyways, yeah, I'm 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 gonna have a hard time keeping Welding more out of the lineup. But um, yeah. I'm having a hard time on who to sit. You know, because I like Leon Washington to match up against New Orleans this week. And then um, obviously I'm going to play Reggie Wayne and Santonio Holmes, but I also have Hester, Mike Walker, and Pierre Garcon. Uh, I love Mike Walker this week. I love Devin Hester this week. So it's going to be you a know, hard decision who to put down there.
1: The interesting thing about this this Reggie Bush thing is that it, it the game sets up a lot better for him than it does for Pierre Thomas. Um, yeah, you're starting you're you're stopping the run if you're the Jets, but come on, you're Drew Brees. You've got to back you've got to back those safeties up. You have got to back the linebackers up. Um, you know, best of linebackers right now in the league, and you've got to back them up to to take care of this pass that's going on with Shockey, and and I can see Reggie Bush getting just a ton of work on those on those receptions. He's kind of somebody that would be staring at me a little bit more as as, as game time approached. Um, New England with McGahee, uh, 405 is that a 405 game? Yeah, no, it's a one o'clock game. That's the one mm-hmm. one o'clock game, and Pittsburgh and San Diego is the Sunday night game. So right right you you're going you're going you're gonna to have to have that one decided you're going to have to have that one decided i it's it's very difficult to bench wills McGee though at this point and mweldy it might be one of those games where you want to sit and wait uh it just depends are you wanting to really push the envelope here a little bit i think you have room to push the envelope a little bit uh it but but it's your call i mean you're up there this high do you, do you feel like you want to uh go for the higher ceiling the higher ceiling is mweldy more right i mean
3: Right. He's gonna right. he's gonna very
1: get, likely get all the work.
3: I, yeah, I do have a very tough matchup in the Wyckoff this week, so I probably do need to push the envelope a little bit on that one.
1: Well, and I think I think to be honest with you, Moeldie is the safest play of all of those on the board right now.
2: hmm
1: I think I think Moeldie is the safest play of all of them on the board. The Leon versus New Orleans, I just can't get behind it. I don't I don't know. It's gonna be one of those games. It's gonna be uh, what's the over under on that game, Mike? Do you have that?
2: No, I don't have it right here. Uh, I'll look it up.
1: Yeah, the the over under sometimes. I mean, it's gonna there's gonna be some points scored, but what kind of game is that gonna be? You've got a lot of guys there that are you know, I don't know, kind of kind of in the middle. The wide receivers you have, Wayne and Holmes are in. You're looking for Hester, Sims, Walker, or Garcon. Okay, we'll throw Garcon out. They're not. He's not in the same ballpark as Hester and Sims right, Walker at this point. Right. Right. And, and and the and the good thing is with, I'm I'm playing just about every. Every uh, player that plays against Houston right now, um, Sims Walker looks fantastic. This guy's an absolute beast. Uh, but, again, you've got Detroit against Devin Hester, and everybody that plays against Detroit should be in your lineup. Uh, Jason yep. Campbell even threw for 300 yards on Detroit. So I've got to get Hester in the lineup, too. Right. So, I don't know. I guess Right, it's, now, it's, right <laughs> now I've got the four receivers in there
3: with, uh, with Leon Washington, Willis McGahee. But that's before I saw the reports with uh, Willie Parker being out today.
1: Yeah. Woo. Gonna be some tough ones, man. But you know what? You've done so well uh, so far here. Uh, we'll see what yeah. they're talking about in the chat room. I got Billy Wallace saying it's Hester. You got it. The over under
2: him. on uh, CN, San Diego Pittsburgh is forty two and a half.
1: Okay. What about the Jets game? Jets Saints. You got forty-two and a half on San Diego and Pittsburgh.
2: Yes, Saints forty-five and a half.
1: Forty-five and a half, yeah. Okay.
2: Guys, they're both high numbers.
1: Yeah, very, very high numbers. Uh, Leon will definitely get work. moeldy's going to get more work against San yep. Diego, very likely. But um, I don't know. And as, and as good as Vince, as good as uh, Wilson Mcgee, he's looked. I don't know how he could bench that guy, right? So. Gonna be gonna be a tough one for you, Wayne. Let's look at the FFPC, yeah. uh, Fantasy Football Players Championship. This is a little bit different rules here. You get one and a half for tight ends. You can start up to four running backs, which is kind of nice. What's the what's? Let, let me let me tell the let me tell the uh, listeners about your team here because again, you're second overall. How did he do it? Steven Jackson, Chris Johnson from the seven hole. Uh, landed Chris Johnson in the second after that Thursday night game. That's why he was dropping. In these high stakes events Jason Witten and Drew Brees You did a very bold move And I want to talk about that You went tight end quarterback In the third and fourth Usually that's a death sentence We we talked about that The week before the show Or before the drafts, And we said You can't take your tight end And quarterback early But here you are Proving us wrong Then you went Heinz Ward Driver and Cotterie So you definitely hit on Driver there Talk about the strategy Going tight end and quarterback In two of your first four picks <laughs> It wasn't my strategy Going in at all um, had no
3: intention was to go running back receiver running back, and uh, it just didn't fall that way. So, anyways, um, you know Chris Johnson just fell in my lap. That was a gift, you know, in the second round. So, what what really helped me out with this team was the fact since Chris Johnson fell to me, I needed a first week starter at running back. So in the ninth round, I grabbed Fred Jackson, who's just been complete gold this year. So that's worked out well. But Drew Brees in the fourth round, I mean, come on, that was, that was just too good a value to pass up there. So I just took a chance and uh, got lucky hitting all three receivers right after him.
2: Well, I don't think it's getting lucky. I think it's just, uh, you know, nailing what you need to nail uh, when you have to do it. Because uh, Scott and I, we've had a problem uh, year, in, year in and year out. It seems like we uh, – we, we get a quarterback early and they fail. And then yep. the next year we get a quarterback late and they fail. Uh but uh, this year uh we could have uh you know, we could have gotten a quarterback and we didn't do it. So
1: Well you also have Coxery in this game. You have to start him this week against the Saints. He's a must start. Driver's oh, been huge. And like you said, Fred Jackson as a running back three, uh, he's been uh, on a tear. Now, Marshawn Lynch is back in the league this week. We'll get to see how that shakes out. But I think at worst it's 50-50 for Fred Jackson right now, as good as he's looked. And that's going to kill some value, obviously. But what, what's the plan here? I mean, Fred Jackson has to stay in the lineup. But if he starts um, splitting carries, I guess you've got Mario Manningham on your bench.
3: i yeah, I do, uh-huh. and he's definitely a, a possibility. I've also got um, Dustin Keller backing up Jason Witten, and he's had a real nice year so far. Wow. Uh, Willie Parker's on nice. the team, too, if I need a number four. So I've got him. And, and um, But, you know, right now I'm going to roll with Fred Jackson until Marshawn Lynx proves, proves me otherwise. So he's definitely there a you play go.
1: there. Absolutely. Good
2: move, good move.
1: That's a great squad. All right, man, let's look at the third and final team here in the NFFC, the National Fantasy Football Championship. A little unique system here. You get the third-round reversal, six points for quarterback touchdowns and a half a point for the running back receptions. From the five-hole, again, a great player here, D'Angelo Williams, for this format. Um, You don't have to worry about the receptions as much. Uh, You you had D. Will Land to you at five, came back with Anquan Bolden. Third round took Jason Witten. So, okay, there's – there's, You know, one thing that I do see in all three of these leagues, you did not neglect tight end. You you landed Dallas Clark, Jason Witten, and Jason Witten. Um, and, you know, I think that's the one thing, that if you can grab that stud tight end, you're you're starting yeah. a wide receiver caliber tight end when other guys are starting, you know, theirs, and all you have to do is find a serviceable wide receiver three. I mean, wide receivers come out of the woodworks. You've seen it. Driver and Cottery and Mario and, you know, Burleson. Well, well since you're playing from the –
2: was that your plan from the beginning?
1: Was what, what? I'm sorry.
2: I said, was that your plan from the beginning to go ahead Not and get uh, a tight end <laughs> quick or, or get didn't Not get, at get all. It Actually, you. I, you
3: know that that to be honest with you, the third round in FFC that sells the absolute worst possible scenario because we really wanted to get uh, Ryan Grant or Kevin Smith or. Um, um, uh, Ronnie Brown there, and they were all gone. Our fallback plan was Eddie Royal, and uh, Billy Waz was nice enough to take Eddie Royal right in front of us. So at that point in time, we really didn't have a great plan. So um, we just took best player available on our sheet, which was Witten. But that wasn't a pick we really liked at that point in time.
2: Isn't that something? I mean, that's crazy how it works out. I mean, yeah, just... it is. <laughs> Wow,
1: you know it's it's not even in my makeup to grab a tight end in the third round. I can't do it. I can't even. I couldn't even consider. It. Even, no matter how good they are, I usually pass and I and I cross my fingers that it. Now Tony Gonzalez fell to me in the in the primetime league, I think in the uh, you know fifth or sixth yep. round something along you know that line. And I and I'll take yep. them there, but I just can't. I just can't pull myself to do it. So you know, obviously. You have a tendency to uh, allow yourself to take a tight end if he's there without without worrying about it too much because you did it twice uh, with Jason Witten in the third round. So uh, Dallas Clark, you know, in the fifth is 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 no problem with that. But third oh, yeah. round taking a tight end is 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 a statement to me, and I'm and I'm may, maybe I need to learn something here because uh, I've got a well, lot of support that, in the chat room saying that this honestly, is a, this is a championship strategy.
2: Honestly, Scott, that's why I'm thinking the same way. Uh, you know the quarterback, the tight end. I mean, we we wait and wait and wait, but uh, maybe it's we're waiting too late.
1: Well, it, it wasn't
3: the plan coming into the the day, but that's the way it worked out. So,
1: well, well tell us about the decision that you have this week, and we'll see if the, if the chat room or or or, Mike or I can't help you.
3: On which one? The On the FFC.
1: Yep. We're pretty well set
3: there, I think. Um, you know, um, I do that team with Bob Swallows. And uh we're looking at starting um well we have to D'Angelo Williams on by, so we have to go with Joseph Adai, Julius Jones pretty much. Uh Anquan Bolton's on by, so we're looking at Vincent Jackson, Donald Driver, Nate Burleson and uh Andre Caldwell. And then uh you know, we'll go with Shop and Win so That's pretty now, I don't not not many decisions there to make really.
1: A lot of big names on that team. And, and, and having a, a guy like Driver in the sixth round that you hit on and Burleson later. Uh, <laughs> Driver, Burleson, Vincent Jackson, and Bolden, Mike. I mean, how do you feel about those four guys? Man, you know, that's pretty
2: solid. That is, is pretty D, solid.
1: You sprinkle in a D-Will and a die and a Jason Witten. Uh, I mean, you know, come on. You, 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 yeah, you he.
2: Yeah, uh, Wayne, you gotta be—you uh, gotta be feeling good. You're uh, stocked from top to bottom in each league, and uh, we wish you all the best.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, we are going to be watching, uh, watching you, Wayne. Uh, you, you've got the spotlight on you now. I mean, it, it comes with the territory when you when you do this well. Uh, the, the eyes are going to be on you, watching you. We at, very much so like we watched Jules McLean last year. She was doing very well in several of the leagues. And uh, you know that's what we, we've got an early start uh, on. You know to watch your teams follow, follow, and see how you do. And man, this is going to be a this is going to be a fun ride. I'd love to be at your house <laughs> during those Sundays. <laughs> yeah,
3: if it keeps going this well, I'm going to have to buy myself a Lawrence Phillips jersey. <laughs> I, <don't,
2: laughs> I think I think
1: I think that, that that's a shout out for Billy Waz right there. <laughs> All right, well, Wayne, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you're welcome on the show anytime. We'd love to have you back, uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be tracking your teams. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate
2: it. All right, thank you.
1: That's Wayne Ellis, the Colts fan, uh, player in the high-stakes world of fantasy football. The guy is having an unbelievable season, Mike. I, I just dream for a year like that, uh, to be first, yeah. second, and second. Uh, what what an unbelievable feat three weeks. in, I couldn't contain myself. I'd be I'd be wet in the bed.
2: No, well, you would be wet in the bed, but it's a, it's it's got to be very exciting to be in that position, just to put yourself in that position after uh, three weeks and say, wow, I'm good, I'm good, I'm really good, yep. and then to move forward from there.
1: You just have some lineups. Like, they just keep going and going and going, Mike. I mean, every draft looks just – like, just fantastic. I mean, some of those years, you, you it's just one of those years you're going to have to watch. Look at the rushing matchups real quick, Mike. McFadden and Bush have a sweet matchup this year against Houston. Yep. They're dead last in the league. Uh, Houston's allowed a ton of yards against the run. McFadden and Bush are both starters. If you're thinking about them, you, you may have to throw Michael Bush in. McFadden's obviously somebody you have to start. Uh, Cedric well, Benson you against know, Cleveland should have a big day. Go ahead.
2: Yep. yep. Well, that's what I was going to say about uh, Michael Bush. I think this week is a huge week for Michael Bush. I would, you know, if you have Michael Bush, uh, you better plug him in because this could be a big week for him. Because based on the fact that uh, to Marcus Russell, and uh, he's not going to throw the ball much, and well, he can't throw the ball much, so Mike, I, I a, think this uh,
1: is, I think this is a week that Steve Slayton gets it going as well. Uh, Oakland is the twenty eighth best defense against the run. And I think it's time wow. for Steve Slayton to get it rolling. You saw that key fumble that. for Chris Brown this past week. He was brought in to be the yes, goal line yeah, back. at the goal line. And he fumbles the ball, man. And I'm like, this is your only job is to is to carry the ball yes. right I think Slayton gets the ball. I don't think they're going to use Brown and goal line. I think they learned their lesson. They're going to let Slayton get rolling here. It's a must win Good. for Houston. I think this early, they've got, they've got to get this W at home because they're 0-2 at home. You lose a third game in a row at home, and your fans are not coming back.
2: No, they lose interest. It's done. It's done. They lose interest. It's over. Uh, so, you know, like what you said, I mean, you know, when Chris Brown dropped it, it's like, uh-oh. I mean, you know, Steve Slayton's going to be the guy. Uh, Guest
1: 4076. Who should I start? Manningham versus KC or Sims Walker versus Tennessee? Uh, obviously, you know, against Kansas City. I think the Giants could could easily just run the ball all day again. It's yeah, another, that's what I'm thinking. It's another it's another way to just go ahead and keep rolling rolling up the and they did it last week and you you, you didn't see Mario get a lot of work so Sims Walker against uh, Tennessee you're going to see Sims Walker get a ton of work so hopefully they get you there I don't think that's too close Mike let's take a look though again Chicago versus Detroit Cutler 247 and three last week versus Seattle. Forte still not getting it done. 21 for 66. Thank God for the receptions. Six for 40. Um, all of the receivers started to get it going. Olsen, Hester, Bennett, you know, Hester was the most targeted with eight, which is why I have to believe you got to get Hester in your lineup this week if you're playing Detroit. He is just money in the bank right now. He was stressing me out there for most of the game and then came that long touchdown and just
2: relieved yeah. me. Well, I think, I think they – They finally uh, found their niche, and they've got things going. Uh, So, you know, the running game, I mean, they can do what they want to do, but uh, I think Cutler and Hester, they finally caught it, and uh, so we'll see what happens.
1: I think Hester is yet to have his breakout week. I think it's coming. Antonio Bryant, uh, not Antonio Bryant, but Bryant Johnson for Detroit, and Detroit's another big story for last week in the in the NFL league uh, in the world of the NFL. I mean, they finally got their win. They got off the snide Stafford looking good for a rookie, two hundred forty yards against the Skins. Kevin Smith had a hundred yard day, but this Bryant Johnson kid, uh, he he was the most targeted on the team last week with eleven. Mike and this Calvin Johnson's getting double teamed and double covered. It's leaving Bryant Johnson for single coverage exactly, and they're, and they're throwing to him.
2: Exactly, I. I... Did a, I put a lot of bids out on uh, Bryant Johnson, and uh, I was able to get him, get him pretty cheap because uh, Bryant Johnson, uh, he's going to be the man that's going to be singled, and Calvin's going to be doubled. So uh, Matthew Stafford, he's, he, he's not an idiot, so he's going to yeah. figure out which guy have to go to.
1: I'm going to back and up then, here a little bit in the chat room, though. I want to back up a little bit in the chat room about uh, Devin Hester. You know, I said he was money in the bank, and – Lance comes on and says without the TD, he was a bust, and and Chad's, uh, you know, wondering about him a little bit. But, you know, again, last week I told you, I read uh, read about the the, the beat writer there in Chicago who was close to the team, uh, and he he said he's been watching Chicago a lot closer than me, obviously, and he said that Hester's been showing up on, on the big plays when they need him. Hester's there. And last week, that's kind of what happened. When they needed a big play, he was there and he made it happen. Now, I don't know if that equates to a lot of targets, they can spread the ball quite, a, you know, around quite a bit. So that might not be the greatest for football for fantasy purposes. But it, it sounds like he's assuming the role in the offense as the go-to receiver when they need it. Again, that might not translate to fantasy stats, uh, but it but, does show that they are that Cutler's beginning to, to trust. Well, Hathaway. what's going on with Hathaway. Eddie Royal? Nothing. Nothing's going on with Eddie Royal. I don't know what else to say, Mike. I mean, the kid is. Yeah. Non-existent in the world of the targets, and I mean, I don't know how you can continue to throw him out there when, when he's just absolutely not a part of the offense. I mean, Marshall finally got it going. That was kind of nice to see. Uh, Brandon yeah. Marshall on it, my it's, bench it's, this it's, week. I, I benched him uh, because, you know, he hasn't been doing anything, so I finally benched him. And the week, you know, that you bench him is usually the week he, he gets it going. He led the team yeah. in targets with seven. Eddie Royal got three. But
2: I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed to see that just all of a sudden Eddie Royal just falls off
1: the,
2: the radar. Just right. goes nothing.
1: It's, and, it's shocking. It's yep. shocking, and I'm not. And I'm not hearing that it's injury related. I'm just. I don't know. I I, I really don't understand why why Orton can't find a receiver like Eddie Royal. So, uh, Mike, we've got five minutes left in the show. We've got Midnight Oil coming up right after this. Giants versus KC, total domination. We talked about that earlier. San Francisco uh, versus St. Louis. San Fran had that game one in Minnesota. A huge performance from Vernon Davis. Seven receptions, 96 yards, and two touchdowns on 10 targets. He's by far Sean Hill's favorite uh, receiver. Morgan kind of chipping in 4 for 47. I think this is the Glenn Coffey show this week. San Fran's gonna run the ball down St. Louis throw. St. Louis is one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. If you have Glenn Coffey, he has to be in your lineup. There, there there there's no other doubt about it. And San Fran couldn't stop Brett Favre if he threw for 300 yards. So, you know, if you've got a if you've got a a, a crunch situation and you're kind of debating I think Donnie Avery, uh, Keenan Burton could be the type of starter that you could throw in for a week and, and probably be okay because, again, I think San Fran's going to run the ball. They're going to get out early. I agree. Who's going to have to throw.
2: That's going to be single way. It's just like, look, we don't have gore, but we got coffee. So uh, drink some coffee and let's get rolling.
1: <laughs> the ugliest game on the docket this week, Washington versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay did nothing versus the G-Men. They turned to Josh Johnson. Derek Ward's out. That's just so ugly. Washington last week, even uglier. They're lost to the Lions. Campbell did throw for 300 yards. Portis is banged up again. Moss had 10 receptions. Cooley cooled off for three for 38. I don't really put Cooley in the lineup unless you're really feeling it.
2: Well, well, see, I made a trade earlier this week. Uh, I traded Vincent Jackson for uh, oh. Santana Moss and Pierre Thomas.
1: Wow. And what
2: a, what a I, I'm, I'm a believer in Santana Moss. This this week and this year, Santana well, Moss big game.
1: It's the West Coast offense, Mike. I, I agree with you. He's very underrated. West Coast offense. They don't have anything else to go to. They have said, "I'm going to get the ball into Santana Moss' hands through quick slants, cross the middles, just you know, let him get the ball in space and run with it." So if you've got Santana Moss, you're gonna you're gonna get him in your lineup. Buffalo Let's at go Miami. Monday night. Miami played the Chargers tough through three quarters. They lose Chad Pennington for the year. In comes Chad Henney. Who knows what's going to happen there. This whole Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams thing has to be disgusting, absolutely disgusting for people who drafted Ronnie Brown. I mean, to see Ricky get eight carries and four receptions week after week, that's just bad news if you're a Ronnie Brown owner. Uh, Marshawn Lynch comes back. We're going to have to watch that a little bit. Buffalo did hold Drew Brees down, so you think that if, he, if they held Drew Brees down, they're going to absolutely take care of Chad Henning. So that's not somebody I'd look forward to starting here. Um,
2: Let's talk Monday it, night, Scott. i got to ask you a question real quick.
1: Okay. Greg well, Jennings, what no is going on
2: with Greg Jennings?
1: I don't know. He's got a little bit of a wrist injury. He's kind of banged up. They, they've been doing some uh, – you know, Rodgers has – he has a complete offense here. He can throw to anybody who's open. So if you're Aaron Rodgers – you're gonna take it to the guy who's open, and there's been plenty of opportunities for other wide receivers to get the ball in their hands uh The tight ends are getting open. Greg Jennings is the deep threat, and you have to work a little bit harder for the deep the deep ball and if you don't it's i don't know it, it, it could be it because could just be, it just
2: seems like Greg Jennings is getting hardly no targets uh and no touches at all, and that just frustrates me,
1: yeah. I can't I – can't, I don't know, man. I don't think there's an answer there, but it's going to be a one heck of a game. Packers at Minnesota, Brett Favre. Uh, you've got you've to play Adrian Peterson, obviously. You have, to, you have to look at, you know, Greg Jennings and being in your lineup. Donald Driver's a must-start. Uh, I'm not real sold on Ryan Grant, especially against the second-best run defense in the league. He has not been there. He was on my do-not draft list this year.
2: What about Percy uh, Harvin in this game?
1: But Minnesota's been tough against the wide receivers too. I don't know. I mean, Percy's one of those guys. If you have to start him, you get him in there. He's a playmaker. He's a touchdown guy. But I don't think he's a heavy reception guy. I think you're going to give the ball to. I think you're going to give the ball to um, Adrian Peterson and see what he can do. And you're going to let Brett Favre yep. do what he does.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. One of those,
1: it's just one of those things, Mike. Well look, we're out of time. We didn't even get in all we wanted to, Mike. Uh, again, it's 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 hard to, to get in every game if uh, if you want to yeah. stay after the chat room, we we'll, we can we can help out and and get some who do I starts in for the for the crew. But uh Mike, we've got uh, we've got another weekend of football to watch.
0: I love
2: it. I love it, Scott, and I love the show and uh
0: you've been listening to red versus blue sports talk radio where planet red and big blue nation collide with your hosts scott atkins and michael trent please join us next time
2: what were you saying there buddy i said i love the show and i love what you bring to it and we
1: oh. i don't know yeah, pretty
2: we, good show again i think
1: yeah we we've got it rolling It's it's still early in the year we're going to get our kinks worked out and 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 hopefully we can start getting through the entire slate of games Uh, this week. We weren't able to get through all of them, but you know, I want, I I, I love bringing the the world of the high stakes fantasy football to the, to the, to the listeners and letting them find out about these guys and some of their strategies going in. Look at what we learned tonight. I mean, I mean the guys first, second and second in all three of those big leagues. And he drafted the tight end early in all three of them. um, And he, and he drafted a stud. And so that's saying maybe, maybe that's going to change my opinion a little bit of how important the tight end is. Usually I, I risk it and, and you know, but maybe maybe it's not worth the risk.
2: I've got a list of list of players that is uh, six, six, seven, eight deep, and I've scratched off one, scratched off the other, one, and added them in. Added another player in. So I mean, I'm just I'm going okay. All right. Well, I thought this one was good, and then after listening to our listeners and uh, you know the guest, I'm, I'm like. Okay, well, maybe I'm not that good, so let me scratch this, this one out, you know. So, that, that's so good stuff. Good. I mean, they're brilliant.
1: I want to be glued to my set at 4 o'clock for that Jets-Saints game. That's the 4 o'clock game. At 1 o'clock, I'm, I'm probably going to have all the family and friends over and watch the Seattle Indy game. Uh, the Colts game is, is, is obviously what's well, going to be ask, on the tube. But let me
2: ask you a question, Scott. Are this, Are the Jets
1: good? Come on.
2: Are they Come good? On, are, they,
1: are they good? You've got Rex yeah. Ryan. You've got you've got Mark Sanchez. Uh, that's all you need, buddy. That's all you need is Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. That is the combination. That franchise is set for the next ten years. Listen, Mike, in the NFL, when you get your quarterback right, everything else takes care of itself, okay? It's a quarterback-driven league, and when you hit a lottery pick like the Jets did, with Mark Sanchez, what? when you hit a lottery pick like the Steelers did with Ben Roethlisberger, when you hit a lottery pick like Joe Flacco in Baltimore, Flacco? those th- those three teams are set, Mike, for the next ten years. Do you realize that? I mean, it's that important to have a quarterback of that caliber that can win you games and, and plays with a moxie, plays with confidence, can see the field. The game is just slower for those guys. And okay, it, it, so so
2: so the game. Jets go to so the Jets go to New Orleans and win.
1: Well, I'm not That's saying that. That's what you telling me. I'm not saying that New Orleans is a heck of a team, and especially in the dome, Drew Brees is going to have them fired up. I mean, look, the Saints are set at quarterback too. Um, it's going to be a heck of a game. It, it depends on New Orleans' defense. I think the game comes down to New Orleans' defense. It's not about the Jets' defense because the Jets' defense will handle their business. They just absolutely will. Uh, Brees in will still get his. I, I think Brees will have a better week than he did last week against Buffalo, to be honest, even though the Jets' defense, I think, is better than Buffalo. I just think, I just think it was one of those games that was eventually going to catch up to him. Um, but I, I, I think that um, – I don't know. I think it's going to come down to the New Orleans defense. Can they, can they rattle uh, Mark Sanchez a little bit and get him off his game and, uh, you know, force them to do some things they're not comfortable with? Because Jets, go three starts, and one.
2: Jets go 3-1. Jets go 3-1. Uh in week five. In week five, uh the Jets in Miami on Monday night. The Jets at the Dolphins.
1: Against Chad Henney? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not too worried about that either. So I, I say that I say at worst at worst they're uh you know they're four and one there. Could be five and oh.
2: Then they're at home against Buffalo. I like that.
1: Yeah, six and oh, Five and one.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean they're they're gonna get they're gonna get
1: started off to the right foot. I mean you've show, in three games, these games were I mean, these games were I guess, Oh, good nice. Competition. Then they
2: go to Oakland.
1: Yeah, I mean you beat you win at Houston, uh you beat the Patriots, and then you know, coming back last week beating an angry, hungry Titans game, uh Titans team. I'd hate to see Titans go 0 and four this week, but they're playing at Jacksonville, Mike. We didn't even get to talk about that. Uh, Mike Walker's going to be out. Uh, he's going to be playing uh, hard. You got to have MJD in your lineup. Uh, Tennessee's gonna. You got to have Chris Johnson, and I don't know. Maybe you have uh, Justin Gage out there because Jacksonville. Look, Mike. Jacksonville, thirtieth against the pass. Okay, they are just as bad. Look, Tennessee, thirty-first against the pass. This is a game where Tennessee and Jacksonville, they're respectable run defenses. Tennessee's number one run defense in the league. Jacksonville's going to have to pass. You you think that's going to be a big game for Mike Walker or what, man? I mean, if you have Heck Mike Walker, yeah. he has to be in your lineup. Yep. So
2: It's going to be fun to be a it's got to be fun to be a Jets fan because you got a lot, lot of excitement there because uh, Sanchez reminds me a little bit of Flacco, only better. And uh, he got a lot of,
1: I don't I don't know if there's anybody better in the league right now better than Flacco. Mike this kid has impressed so much. The yeah. game has really slowed down for him, and he has such an arm. This kid could, and, and, and you're seeing it, he's a top five quarterback right now, Mike. And, and yeah. Rachel and I, we picked him up as our backup to um, to our uh, to our quarterback, Jay Cutler. But you know what? I'll guarantee you there's going to be some weeks here that we're going to be starting Flacco over Cutler because it's going to continue to impress you week after week after week. So, Mike, hey, we got to play first.
2: It.
3: All
1: right. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there. Will you, Mike? We just we had to get we, we had to get it in. I understand. We That's had to good. Get Greg, we had to get Greg Kellogg in. Heard it. Been a week. Uh, week love week, it. Four, week four is going to be even better than week three, Mike. I guarantee it. This is the NFL. a no but so we're having a. Whole
2: I got a little bit Final countdown.
1: That's what we're going to be saying to Alabama tomorrow, baby. Ooh. final countdown. We're
2: leaving together, But still Wait. it's farewell,
0: 12.30. We'll back.
2: Bring it. what? That's the reddish.